And good morning, Latoya. Good morning. Do you know what is coming up in just a few days? What? Easter. I know. <laughs> it is late. It's so hard to keep up with it. As a kid, I, I always thought it was like the first Sunday in April. I, I did too. I don't <laughs> but know, you it's know. like the third Sunday in April. Yeah, now. it's like it's yeah, it's not until you know today is Thursday, so it's still a few days from now, and basically that's the middle of April, and I just I just did never remember it being this late. Me neither. I'm like, what happened with the calendar? Yeah, I don't know. This calendar changes <laughs> up and down. But you know what I'm going to miss? Unfortunately, um, my dad and his wife. Uh, suffered a fire in their home and so they are living in uh, temporary housing the insurance company put them in temporary housing um, because they can't be in there until everything is redone and I think like every room in their house was either destroyed or has smoke damage except for two rooms oh no yeah so they're not going to be back in their house until September yeah so we do for our kids for the grandkids a easter egg hunt at my dad's house so there's no easter egg hunt at my dad's house for the kids this year and i am super bummed out about it just trying to even figure out what are we going to do you know find a local park and do one yeah, well, it's kind of, you know, unfortunately, my dad... Um, the is, mobility. Yeah, the mobility, um, you know, it's, it's it's a little difficult for him to be able to be out and about like that. And, you know, it's just like, what do we do? So I'm a little bummed about it. I mean, I'm still excited because, you know, girl, Easter egg hunt. I never met an Easter egg hunt I didn't have a good time at. And I enjoy putting things together and doing things like that. It's just, we're we're just a little sad that it's not going to be at dad's house this year. So, yeah. But Easter's coming. Um, are there any Easter traditions that you remember growing up with? No, it was the Easter egg hunt at my grandma. So everybody would go to church. See? It's always at grandparents' yeah, house. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> um, my mom wouldn't, dad would be the ringleader of like, the eggs out and the golden egg always had $20 in it. Tw- Wait, back in when? <laughs> yeah, in the 90s, the golden egg had $20. We was red. Girl, that egg wasn't gold. <laughs> that was vibranium. <laughs> yes, and so, um, you know, uh, I am one of, on that side, because one of my grandparents live in Philly, but the other set lives in South Carolina. And so, uh, with the set that live in South Carolina, I am one of the oldest grandchildren. Okay. And so all of my cousins are at least seven to ten. And one of them is still in high school. You know, like they're significantly younger than me. Oh, okay. And so it was fun even growing up seeing them and like we're, you know getting older and they're like right into it and helping them find their eggs well yeah because your role changed you went from a seeker to a hider (laughs) yes yes absolutely absolutely um, yes it was definitely pictures good food naps of grandma what about your easter outfit oh honey my mother (laughs) was the one for like especially dressing us alike with like the bows and the socks and the frills and the fluff yeah. and the crinoline under those dresses. Girl, that itchy nonsense. <laughs> oh, that was my mother. Oh my goodness. The hat, the Easter speech. Oh, the Easter speech, honey. <laughs> the Easter oh, it was speech. the works. Um, the sweater, you know, you had to have your sweater for Easter. <laughs> well, you know, being a PK, 
honey, not only was I, did I have an Easter speech, but I was also in the Easter pageant. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Which included, uh, you know, it was like the whole weekend thing because Palm Sunday Uh and, you know, all of that that goes around it, you know. So everything from Ash Wednesday, honey, we were busy because then we had 40 days of Lent and then, you know, you had all of those. And so then we had to do um, the Easter pageant, which includes the acting out of, you know, Mary going to the tomb and Jesus rising on the third day and all of that. And, you know, who, girl, when I tell you, and if I didn't have my, I always had bloomers. Did you have bloomers? Yes. Okay. And so my bloomers and my socks were always the same color. Uh (laughs) And um, my mother used to go crazy every year looking for white patent leather shoes. Oh, yes. Because you could not wear black patent leather because you hadn't worn white since Labor Day. Absolutely, back then. So this was the first opportunity for you to wear white. I had to have my gloves. Oh. I had to have my little purse. Oh, and I, I had, had to have my purse. hat. Yes. Yes. And my dress was darn near a quinceanera <laughs> type dress. Because Jesus was coming. <laughs> Jesus was coming. Girl, this dress would uh, <laughs> if prom um, <laughs> your wedding. I mean, this dress was comparable to something that you could pick up at David's Bridal. It was ridiculous <laughs> what we would do. And of course, because my mother was a pastor, you know, I had to be in the pageant. Oh, not just in the pageant. I had to be perfect. Oh. Oh. Hair in line. And of course, they always expected the pastor's children from the senior pastor and all the associate pastors. All of us, we had to be all the time, all the time. And of course, all we wanted to do was have fun with all the other little kids because the deacon's kids, they got to just run around. <laughs> y'all couldn't run around. <laughs> we y'all couldn't have, run around. Y'all had on them good clothes. Girl, sitting perfect, <laughs> legs crossed, one hand over the other. Girl, a handkerchief. Why? What? Oh, yes, a handkerchief, honey. Yes, ma'am. It was crazy. It was crazy, but I loved it and I remembered it. And it was always just such a beautiful time. Uh, in our home and in our family, um, culturally, and you know, uh, learning all of the things that other cultures and other families did, and just kind of mixing it together, it was always really, really wonderful. I loved coloring the eggs. But did you ever think, when you were little, when you colored eggs, were you disappointed when you peeled the egg that it was just a regular egg inside the colored shell? Well, see, I never ate eggs. Oh, that's so right. I- you don't like eggs. So I would dye them, but I didn't really care. But my sister uh-huh. would would graciously take my eggs because she was an egg connoisseur. Yeah, as am I. And I would be like, well, you can just have mine. I just dyed six or 12 and you can just have mine. And it would be right up her alley because she loved eggs. Well, until I got older, I remember being younger and being like, okay, give me the purple egg and give me the green egg and give me the orange egg because I expected once I peeled the shell off that I was going to have this colored egg on the inside and it was just a regular egg and I was quite disappointed until I got old enough to understand that's not how it works, baby. Yeah. (laughs) So what about Easter candy? How do you feel about Easter candy? 
Um, my parents would have the, what is they Jordan almonds. Okay, okay. Um, we would have the different color m and you know, the pastels. Yes. That came out yes. early. Yeah, that did, those didn't come out until the end. <laughs> my time. Right, until your time, yeah. Back in the yeah. 70s, the m and wasn't um, colored. Jelly beans were always in rotation. Uh-huh. Um, just didn't like the black li- licorice ones. Oh, God, no. Girl, I li- but see, I like licorice. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, but I was like, oh, God. Nobody God. ever wanted the black jelly bean. I would be like, let me have it. I'll take it. No. Um, so many good memories. Oh, and my mother was the queen of Easter egg baskets. Oh, okay. So you had this customized Easter, Easter basket. egg basket. Yeah. And it would be like over top like and as we got older, she used to make it for our friends, girl. To this day my friends be like, Your mom making me an Easter egg basket. She makes my kids an Easter egg basket. I'm like, Y'all are grown. Yeah, now I make Elsa's Easter baskets. I do. And I I buy stuff throughout the year and I'm like, ooh, this will go in her Easter basket. Yes. Ooh, this will go in her Easter basket. And the basket changes every year because I don't like using throwaway baskets. Uh-huh. So I always think about how we're going to use the basket after yes. Easter. Yes. And that's what the basket ends up being. And then I'm looking at things that she can use. We don't do a lot of candy in, yeah. in the Easter basket anymore. Um, so like, I hate peeps. I hate them. <laughs> Yeah, I actually like them. Oh, I hate them. <laughs> now, here's the thing of it is, is I like marshmallow. Oh. But that crystallized Crunchy. candy yeah. on the outside, I can't stand it. They're getting real flavorful now, too. So, I was going to tell you, so we were at the store the other day, and they had birthday cake uh-huh. peeps. That's um, Donut shop peeps. Uh-huh. And there's a nut. So, we got the three different flavors, and I tried one of them with Elsa the other day, and it was just as hideous as I remember peeps being. So, <laughs> but I'm going to try the donut shop and the other one and then after that if they're if the other two are are still then i just know that i am not a peeps fan um but, but when i was coming up peeps were bunnies yes they were not always ducks well i don't i would have to look back i remember i remember them just being ducks and then i remember they started making bunnies because that was when cadbury came out with the cadbury egg do you remember oh, that okay yeah I love the cadbury chocolate with the, the marshmallow inside uh-huh. and it looked like a egg yolk and mm-hmm. do you remember the commercial no. with the bunny on there who would uh go buck, 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 like he was a chicken uh-uh. and then something happened and they had to they were doing auditions for a new cadbury bunny and so all these other animals were showing up trying to cluck like a chicken, like the bunny. I'm gonna have to pull it up on YouTube for you. It's hilarious. It's it's our favorite Easter commercial. Oh, I'm gonna have to see it. <laughs> it's funny. It really but is. But I love funny. Cadbury and I love their caramel chocolate. Yeah, I just want all I ever wanted in my Easter basket was chocolate whatever. So chocolate covered cherries, chocolate bunny. Chocolate Casberry eggs. If it had chocolate in it, chocolate covered caramels, just as long as there was chocolate in there, I almost didn't care. Yeah, it was pretty good. So, well, of course, we wish you all an absolutely wonderful Easter. We hope you, uh, if Easter is something that you celebrate, uh, we hope you have a wonderful one and that it ends up being a grandiose time for you and your family. Yes. So let's dig into today's discussion. Internet safety. 
And, you know, especially, you know, in our last episode, last week we talked about uh, screen time and, and the fact that our kids do a lot of things on the screen and how much screen time has been um, expanded due to COVID and other things. And especially uh, with homeschooling, we do a lot of our lessons and things on the internet. <laughs> so uh, tell me how you feel about internet safety. gave my child a tablet that didn't have the highest parental rights (laughs) on it. You can't look at nothing. Not even YouTube kids. I'm sorry. Wait, let me tell (laughs) y'all. When LaToya showed me she was like, let me show you this app and let me show you this app and let me show you this app. I mean, these are things I have never heard of, never seen. And she was like, "Mm mm-hmm. So this one tells me what Jaden has watched. Yep. This one tells me how long he watched it. This one tells me if he watched it with a friend. And this one... <laughs> Listen. Listen. It tracks his location. Yes. I just don't play that. No, and, and, and let me tell you something. I really admire that. And that's why I was like, please show me. Because I didn't know all of these things. Um, you know, we ran into a situation. We have run into three separate situations, as you know, Latoya. Um, and I want to share with our listeners that um, there were three separate occasions. Once was uh, at a family function uh, with kids. This was just with kids. Um, the second time was when Elsa was visiting a friend. Um, and then the third time was when some longtime friends who come to visit once a year were visiting. One time it happened, the first uh, introduction of Elsa being int- introduced to sexual content um, by another kid was when she was four. The second time was when she was seven. And the third time uh, was just last summer. And when your kid comes and asks you a question about something um, that is directly related to sexual content and you know that you don't have any of that information in your home and you haven't brought that up to your kid, the first thing (laughs) you do after, you know, swallowing your tongue is say, where did you get that from? Absolutely. And when they tell you, you know, and you find out, you know, this is at a family function with family members who we see all the time. You want to find out where did those kids get that information from? And when you find out that they've gotten it from a parent, um, especially when we've got these situations where we've got, you know, family members who are uh, are divorced. And so their kids have, you know, parents that they go and visit back and forth. And there's nothing that we can do to control what they're being introduced to from that parent. Yes. And so, you know, when we start dealing with this kind of information and finding out, oh my goodness, my kid has just been told about something mm-hmm. that we weren't ready to discuss mm-hmm. with, with my child. Now we need to start really looking at everything because we thought we had it on lockdown. Mm-hmm. And this is where you find out that you there's no such thing as having it on lockdown. Yes. I mean, because even if your child's phone is locked, but they look at a screen for someone else's. That's right. They could be exposed to many things. So I think when we talk about internet safety, it's beyond parent-proofing all of the things in your house. Right. It's also teaching them 
about screen safety. Yes. So, like one of uh, one of the rules for Jaden is, hey, don't look at other people's phones. Yes. Even when you go to summer camp and some of these, yep. don't be concerned about anybody else's phone. Their parents may not have, have the same parameters as us. Yes. And even if other kids are gathering around and see what's on their phone, just look at your phone. That's right. We did tell Elsa that we ended up, of course, that was after a child showed her mm-hmm. uh, their device. Mm-hmm. And that was when she came home and she told us, you know, so-and-so showed me such and such on Mm -hmm. their device. That was when we said, oh, well, now you can't look at any other kid's device. And that wasn't something that we had thought about before. We figured, okay, we just want to make sure that her devices are covered and our home devices are covered. We didn't think that we needed to say to her, you can't look at some other child's device. Yeah. Um, so we had to then implement that as a rule for uh, internet and screen and technolo- technological safety for our daughter too. Yes, and I started having the conversation probably at five, just simply because I was on the road a lot. Okay. At that point, I wasn't homeschooling. Yes. My family would come and help me uh, with Jaden, mm-hmm. but also he had names. So we talked about screen safety. We talked about even when he would go to the camps, mm-hmm. the importance of being safe on the internet. We went through internet courses. I think some of the ones that stood out to me that I've always used is like Brain Pop. Okay. Has a really good internet safety course. Okay. Uh, think You Know has two courses. So they have one for five to seven year olds. Uh, hold on. I'm, I'm taking notes. <laughs> Look now, y'all. So, and that's the thing. If you, I, we tell you get your pen and paper out whenever you listen to this. I, heck, I need to have my own. Okay, so, it's so wait. Brain Pop. Brain Pop. Internet Safety. I like Brain Pop just general in general as a homeschooling resource. They have a lot of good things. Okay. And it's on YouTube. Okay, great. Um, Think You Know is Think a site. You Know. So the U is actually the letter U. The letter U. Uh-huh. All right. Um, and they have two sides for ages 5 to 7 and 8 to 10. Okay. And it'll actually be the parent or the child. Okay. Or the or the family watching it together. All right. And so it'll show you videos and content and quizzes for your children about internet safety. Wonderful. It'll go over bullying. It'll go over uh, cyber chatting, ah. chat, like things we don't think about. Yes. Other apps that they can download to talk to people from around. And, you know, and that even includes inappropriate conversation. Yes. You know. Asking inappropriate questions. Asking hey, where in- do you live? Yeah. What's your mom and dad's name? Yeah. All of that. What park do you like to go to? Yeah. Well, I mean, like, even even in things where, okay, and, and some people might say that this is really innocent, but I'm like, mm, I just don't even want, let's not even start certain conversations. Do you have a boyfriend? Mm-hmm. Do you like girls? Do you like boys? Do you, let's just not even, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Those kinds of things. Do you think so-and-so is cute? Blah, 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 blah. And, 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 and I understand that when, you know, once Elsa gets into middle school, high school, you know, when she's a teen, when, when there's teen behind her age, when we say 13. And can I tell you, my dad told me, <laughs> I remember, uh, I was, I was 13. I was 13. And I had met this boy at Six Flags and um, he asked me for my phone number and I gave him my phone number and uh, I came home and he called (laughs) and my dad answered the phone 
and it was a very short conversation and my dad hung up and my dad came in here and he in the room and he looked at me and uh he said who is Eric and I said oh that's the boy that I met at Six Flags he was like you're not old enough to receive phone calls from boys I said I'm not he was like you're not I said okay well when am I old enough to receive phone calls from boys? And he was like, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Never if it was up to him. If it was up to him, never. <laughs> Thank God my mother came in the room and she says, well, Joe, how about next year? Next year she'll be 14. You know, she'll be in the 10th grade, so on and so forth. And my dad was like, fine. So if it wasn't for my mother coming and advocating, right, we we, we may not even be homeschooling today because I may not even have Elsa if it was up to my dad. But, you know, I want Elsa to be a teenager. Okay. I feel that, you know, 14 was fine for me in my culture, in my life. For this day and age, I think 13 is fine, but I don't think that I want. And, and, And I'm not telling everybody what they should do. Once again, this is just my opinion. For, for for my life, for what we do, and for where we're trying to go, um, I think that 13 would be the appropriate time for us to start the whole, okay, is he cute, this and any other, so on and so forth. But then it also poses a new dynamic. So our kids play online with their friends that they may have met, girl or boy. That's right. So we do have certain rules for when they're girls. Yes. So when they're girls, it has to be in the open area, open common area, yes. living room, yep. kitchen, yep. dining room. Yep. And you can't close the door. And you can't close the door. <laughs> no, open the door. I need to hear everything. And you can only show waist up. Yes. That's my role. Yes. So come sit on the couch. I don't care if y'all playing a game, come sit on the couch, play the game. Yes. If it's boys, it's a little bit different. Not saying, you know, with all the days and ages that anything is different. But just for that safety parameter yes. between the ages. Well, you can feel a little bit more comfortable because, you know, boys are boys are boys and girls are girls are girls. But as we start to ease our way into the tween teen thing, things start to get a little... Yeah. Little, and so you have fuzzy. to revisit these conversations. <laughs> so I can remember a little girl... Uh, Jay must have been in third grade. Okay. It was summertime. He was about to go to court. No, he was in second grade. Okay. It was the summer of second grade because I pulled him out in third grade. Okay. It was a little girl. Knew the little girl because I was PTO president, home homeroom mom. Mm-hmm. Knew the little girl, sweet little girl. But we're living a day and age where we don't have house phones. Right. I had a cell phone, Jaden doesn't have a cell phone. He never says, second grader doesn't need a cell phone. No. <laughs> you know? So, I get a message on my phone. And it's like, hi, this is for Jaden. I wanted to know if we could get together and play this summer. And I'm like, who fast second grade daughter is this on my phone? <laughs> you know? So I told my mom and my sister, they bust out laughing. They was like, but that's just his friends. Just like if you would have a house phone. I said, but that's he right. gave him my cell phone number. Because that's the only number that he had to give her. <laughs> it did. Yeah. But I was like, I'm not ready for him to talk on the phone with the girl in second grade. Right. But see, that's... So, for example, just like you said, you know, Elsa has both girlfriends and guy friends mm-hmm. that she plays games with. Yeah. Because there's this whole gaming 
thing that's completely different mm-hmm. than what I ever had going Because there wasn't, I mean, we, nobody, the only way to get a video game when I was, like, when did that even come out? Where you had to go to Blockbuster? Where, well, you would have to go to the arcade uh, in order to play video games um, unless you had an Atari. Um, and But Atari didn't come out until I was probably eight years old, so that had to be 78, 79. Okay. So, you know, the, nobody was doing that. But we did have a friend in our area, in my uh, community where I lived, uh, they had a little bit of extra money. So, and he was the only child and their parent, his mom and dad bought him an Atari. Okay. And every now and again, they would allow him to invite kids over to come and play Atari. There would be girls and boys. Mm-hmm. And it was a different kind of play because when we would play outside, the boys played over here. Mm-hmm. The girls played over here because we played jump rope and jacks mm-hmm. and things like that. And the boys played football and, and other crazy things like that. Now, when we rode bikes, everybody rode. Everybody rode. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have to look at each situation. But when we're talking about this internet thing, um, you know, there's there's a lot of stuff out there. And, and, and I notice that there are things to me that seem as if they are trying to make our children older faster. Absolutely. I mean, the fact that they have computers mm-hmm. at their fingertips. Yes. When I was coming up, we had dial-up. Yeah. So your mom and daddy knew when you was getting on the internet. Absolutely. They told you to leave the door open. Or the computer was just in an open space. Oh, the computer. The, it was the Yeah, the computer. house computer. Yeah, it the. Was the <laughs> yeah, computer. it was in the open space. Yes, and you weren't able to be on it all night. No, all night. Any time of the night. And, and, and internet was that. Yeah, and it was making all that noise. And it was loud and all those kinds of things. So everybody knew. Yes, absolutely. And it was slow. But nowadays, you don't know. That's right. Your kid can get on, even if they... Wake up in the middle of the night. They can potentially get on if they desire. To. That is correct. That is correct. And so it's so many things just to keep them safe. I have some girlfriends who just basically change their Wi-Fi password, and they have the system where it changes their password every day. Oh, so their kids can't get the password until they've done everything they're supposed to do. And also at a certain time, mm-hmm. for kids' devices, it automatically throws them off. <laughs> well, so you get no internet. Hey, you know what? And, and that's so smart. And there, we need to do whatever it is Absolutely. we need to do that works for our kids and our family. Tell us about. So let's let's get into the book that we're reading. Um, and and I am so excited about this one. You know, the biggest thing with kids and internet has been this mass influx of pornography being introduced Oh my gosh. I am so angry about this. Yes. And I'm tired of it. And look, don't get me wrong. Porn is out there. It is, it, it, it just is. However, I didn't want for our daughter to know that it existed until she was a teenager. And the fact that some other kid told her that there's a such thing called porn and she knows that it exists, we had to have that conversation. Yes. And so we have that conversation and have been having that conversation for a while that it is cartoons and people that have little or no clothes on. Okay. Point. Yes. And have you ever seen anything like that? Okay. And so that's how the book starts. So this book is Good Pictures, Bad Pictures, Porn Proofing Today's Young Kids by Kristen Jensen. Excellent. And so it goes on 
I mean, it goes even teaches their kid about their brain, their thinking brain versus their feeling brain. Ah, because those are two totally different things. Yes, they are. It tells them how it rewires their brain. Mm-hmm. The importance of not waking. Do they have an adult version of that book? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But, and it shows how it's also an addiction. Yes, it is. Just well, like because it is meant to uh, cause your brain to produce endorphins, okay, mm-hmm. which is the feel good center. And as humans, that's what we. It, that's what we want to do. We want to feel good all the time. That's just a part of the human condition. So if yes. you can create something that activates that feel-good center in your brain, then of course it becomes addictive. Yes. And so it talks about, you know, what are good pictures, what are bad pictures, when they should tell an adult. Right. And I like that. And it gives them time and time again, what should they do? Yes. So the moral of the book is can. So when you see something that you shouldn't see Mm -hmm. you go to an adult so it's called the can-do attitude so Mm -hmm. I close my eyes I always tell a trusted adult I name it when I see it Mm -hmm. I distract myself with something different and I order my thinking to be the boss that is great that is great and so in my house my child knows even if it's a commercial you'll hear him blur I Uh said what did you see well I saw this even if it's a commercial on 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 the one TV we have in the family room, right, right, and it's already had the parental uh, guidelines yeah, on it, right. But even the commercials are not screened through that same filter. Okay, can I tell you that these commercials are, and and here's what I here's what I'm having difficulty with. I'm having difficulty with sexuality being as blatant as it is in everyday life absolutely okay as a mom i don't want for random sexuality to be introduced to my child of any kind Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay it doesn't matter what it is you know why is it that there always has to be a kissing scene? Mm-hmm. Why is it that there always has to be a sex scene? Why is it that we always have to have some kind of discussion about sexuality in a commercial or in a movie or in a show? Why? Why? I know that I can go days without having any of this discussion in my life as an adult. So why is it that we are inundating our children yes. with this kind of info? It is... It is getting out of hand. And so this kind of information and discussions and topics and books, these kinds of things are necessary for those of us who want to make sure that we are helping our children to to not worry about being bombarded all the time or how to handle it when it does come. Yes. And so speaking of that, you asked for if they have two versions. They do have a junior version. Okay, great. For ages three to seven. Okay. So this is seven and up. Okay. Um, And so I think as parents, we just have to do enough to equip ourselves about what's going on in this time that we live in with internet and all of these things, but also explain to our children how their bodies are made and wired, Yes. but also empower them to make the decisions that will keep them safe, that will keep them healthy, that will keep them from pornography. Absolutely. Um, Because it's just so important for the rest of their life and their relationships and their marriages. I mean, it's not like it just stays 
as a kitty thing. You know, this could be no, this a is... grown person who now has a sexual addiction. Absolutely. That is struggles with marriage because yes. it started something so young and innocent. And, you know, in talking about internet safety, making sure that you're not having these kinds of conversations, um, making sure that you are constantly involving your parents or your guardian, whomever is that adult person Mm -hmm. in your life, um, going to someone and making sure. But we as homeschool parents um, need to make sure that we are instilling a safe feeling in our kids that they can come to us and should come to us about any of this and then to teach them, which is going to help me segue into the affirmation, um, to teach them how to deal with their peers when their peers are bringing them information. Absolutely. And for homeschooling parents, I just want to encourage you to have the talks. Yes. It doesn't matter if you homeschool your children. That's right. They're not going to be protected from a bubble of life. They are not. Life and experience. They are not. And so you must also have these conversations. So I just wanted to put out there, you know, and and we talked about how our kids are so busy. Um, When they are both at scout meeting, they are with other kids and they can have conversations that none of us never know, never would be privy to. Um, when Elsa is at skating practice, there are other kids there and she can have conversations that I haven't the slightest idea they're having. When they're both at Taekwondo, you know, in between classes, they're developing friendships and they could be having conversations that we don't know anything about. Um, I, I mean, you understand I, what I'm saying? Absolutely. But I you think, go to a birthday party. Mm-hmm. Um, how about this? You go to a family function absolutely. and their cousins could introduce them to information. There's there's no way that you can shield them 100% from having conversations with their peers. It is what have you trained them to do when this situation arises. Yes. And I think the misnomer is that, uh, I mean, even many homeschooling families that I have come into contact with, some of them are just not having the conversations. No. And I just want to say, hey, wake up. Yeah, and please have the conversations. And have these conversations. Please do. Um, so my affirmation for our kids this week is, I am a good example to others. Absolutely. As we teach our kids to deal with, so one of the things is when that kid comes to you and says, hey, I got something I want to show you. If they show it to you and it's something that you know is inappropriate, that you do exactly what the book says. You close your eyes, you say, I don't want to see that. And then they should have the gumption to be able to remember that they are a good example to others. And they say, and you shouldn't be looking at it either. Okay. That to, to help guide them so that one, they can let people know just like last week's affirmation, I love and respect myself. Please don't show me that kind of stuff because I don't want to see that kind of stuff. And you shouldn't be looking at it either because I am a good example to others. So the affirmation this week for our kids is to help them recognize, know, and let others know that they are a good example. And by help having them use the affirmation and say the affirmation, I am a good example to others.
So I think that the parents' affirmation for today will be, my children don't want perfection. They want me to be there. Yes. So many times we feel like as parents, we have to have it all figured out. Nope, 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 nope. And like, <laughs> like we said, even about these conversations that we've had, these last two podcasts, even if you're not able to have the conversation now, yes, have it later. Have it Your later. Your kid is not looking to you to be the walking Encyclopedia Britannica, you know, Wikipedia to know everything, (laughs) right? But say, hey, I don't know, but I'll find out. And I think that takes the ownership off of us, and we believe that we don't have to be superheroes to our children. That is correct. We don't have to have this thing where we don't have flaws and faults. That's correct. And and here's another thing: find other adults that you trust to help you with these kinds of things. Absolutely. Just like you said, when there are situations that come up with Jay and you feel that he should talk to a male, you have some other males that he should talk to. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't just have to be, oh, you know, uh, I'm a father, I can't talk to my daughter about female things. I'm a mother, I can't talk to my son about male things. (laughs) But even if there's something you just are not comfortable talking about... Having safe people. Having safe people where you say, you know what? Ooh, mommy is not ready to have this conversation with you, but guess what? You know, auntie Mm so-and-so, cousin Mm so-and-so, grandma so-and-so, miss so-and-so, teacher so-and-so, coach such-and-such will be more than happy to have this conversation with you. Feel free to enlist those that you trust to help you have these conversations and to help keep everything in line because internet safety is not just that. The reason why we say internet safety is because internet safety translates into physical safety. Uh Because that's the problem. It's not just the nonsense that's happening on the computer. It's that once you leave your house and go out there, people are searching and finding children through this kind of thing. So understand that it translates into keeping you safe physically in addition to keeping you safe emotionally, mentally, psychologically while you are on the internet and while we are having this, uh, these things that we're doing technologically these days with our kids. Absolutely. Um, so that's our book. Um, so our, uh, health bite for the week. Um, I know that we have plans to hit the beach again. And one of the things that I would like to talk about, what I wanted to add on to when you were talking uh, last week about keeping yourself hydrated, especially being out in the sun, is uh, sun care. Oh, absolutely. Okay. And I know that brown people think that they don't need sun care. And we do need sun care. Now, do I think we need SPF 965? I do not. But a little 45 might do. Okay. Um, And right now, what they're saying is SPF 30 is enough. Oh, okay. Um, What I want you to think more about, though, is protecting yourself properly. One, not staying out in the sun too long. Two, hydrating yourself while you are out in the sun. Three, if you are going to be out in the sun an extended period of time, use sun protection like coverings, like umbrellas and hats. And we love the SPF shirts. Absolutely. SPF shirts. Um 
putting on thinner materials, Mm -hmm. cotton, breathable, linen type things to put on and put over you so that they allow uh, sweat to be wicked away, but they will still have some sort of protection. So I want you to think about sun protection in uh, the grand scheme rather than just SPF. Now, for us, um, as you know, I make the majority of our stuff. And I use... um, butter bases Mm -hmm. and I make my own because I just use powdered zinc oxide and so I take powdered zinc oxide and I put it with either shea butter or coconut butter or whatever butter I have on hand just to be honest and I mix it all together and that is what we use when we go out now it doesn't look like a white film it sure does it absolutely does. But guess what's not in it? We don't have any weird chemicals or anything like that that's in it. It does what we need to do, but we also make sure that we stay hydrated and we also take sunbrellas uh, and other things like that. And we don't stay out in the sun, t- you know, too long. So I want us, especially uh, spring breaks are still happening. We're spending time, more time outdoors. Summer is coming. And so my health bite for this week is to uh, let's start taking care uh, of ourselves out in the sun and start getting together our sun care as we're going to spend more time outside. Yeah, so I think I'm going to piggyback right off of what you said. So my tip would be soak up the sun. Yes. Depending on where you've been in the country. Yes. You might have just come out of nine months of winter. Well, right now in North Carolina, it's still in the 30s, so you still got winter right now. Yeah, so depending (laughs) on where you live, you might not have this beautiful sun and get to experience it. So it's so important for, especially your mood, when you talk about your serotonin. Oh, yes. And the sun and your, the health benefits. And your vitamin D levels. And your vitamin D. Absolutely. Which is a hormone. And a lot of times, if you're dealing with these hormonal ups and downs, hot flashes yes. and everything else, it's because your body's not producing enough vitamin D because you won't go get some sun. Yes. So if it's walking. Mm-hmm. Going out to the beach. Taking a nice stroll. Not mm-hmm. saying, I'm not saying I'm stay out and bake no 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 but get you a good 30 minutes yep 15 minutes is is perfect okay. yes 15 minutes is perfect um if you spend a little bit more time out like 15 to 30 minutes then we want to make sure we have good sun protection yes and but yes but absolutely i agree with you 100 percent. so yeah so get some of that mood boosting perfect 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 and that's that self-care hack and we need to do it honey we really and truly need to do it. As a matter of fact, I'm not getting enough sun right now because no. I'm still in this boot. <laughs> yeah, um, I thought about a beach day and I was like, oh, girl, she's in a boot. She can't even move that thing, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, I can figure it out. <laughs> no, ma'am. Because it uses the minute muscles in your foot. And your husband will not get me. <laughs> Well, we're going to get to the beach so Unless we just go sit on the pier. Yeah. Well, hey, we could do that. We could do that. We definitely could do that. Um, we are still studying the UK, um, and we are going to be doing that for the rest of the month. And as we uh, come up with anything else exciting, we will be sure to let you know. So we've got one more uh, part that we are going to do to this. And in our next episode, we are going to be talking about kids and sexuality and sex education. Yeah. Um, and I think that these three things just kind of connected. And so we needed to do that and to help our kids because, <laughs> like I said, they're growing up whether we like it or not. Or not. <laughs> <laughs> well, once again, make sure that you follow me at Our Journey of Learning on Instagram 
and thriving homeschooler on instagram for latoya remember if you'd like to send us a message if you've got some suggestions shoot us an email at rnbhomeschooler at gmail.com that's rnbhomeschooler at gmail.com thank you thank you again for listening happy easter latoya happy easter and we will talk to you all next time Thank you.